0: The people that are crazy enough to think they can change the world in healthcare. So sit tight and enjoy as we tell the story of another thought leading trailblazer.
1: Welcome back to Intrepid Healthcare. I'm your host, Joe Lavelle, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation with another trailblazing innovator. We're going to get right to it today. We're joined by Ryan Howells, principal at Levitt Partners. Ryan, welcome to the show. Thanks, Joe. Well, thanks so much for making the time to be here with us today, Ryan. Before we start a discussion, could you take a few seconds and tell the audience about you and your background?
0: Sure, Joe, I've had 20 plus years of healthcare technology experience working in health plans commercial, Medicare, Medicaid, working as well in product companies and consulting companies as well. Most recently, I was the general manager at Connecture for their public services business. Now I've been at Levitt Partners here for about a year and a half, working specifically on ways in which to move value-based care forward.
1: Awesome. And could you take a couple of minutes, Ryan, and provide our audience with a 10,000-foot overview of what you guys do at Levitt Partners?
0: Sure, Joe. Levitt Partners is a strategic intelligence firm that has been started about nine years ago by former Secretary Mike Levitt when he left public office as Secretary of Health and Human Services. We're based out of Salt Lake City and have offices in Chicago and D.C. and other parts of the country. We are specifically focused on the movement of healthcare towards value-based care and what that means to all sectors of the industry. We have a primary focus around three areas. We invest through our LP equity arm, we also do strategic advisory and consulting services, and we also develop alliances. These are organizations that are brought together in a multi-sector way to focus on some of the more strategic problems within the healthcare industry where individuals and companies can come together and we convene a consensus-driven process for those companies to be able to solve some of the more difficult problems that exist within our industry.
1: Great. Thanks for that, Ryan. One of the areas that Levitt Partners has been focused is on how to advance consumer-mediated or consumer-directed exchange. Can you Briefly explain what those terms mean?
0: Sure. For years, Joe, as you know, there has really been a primary focus on provider to provider exchange. Certainly, the High Tech Act was able to propel that into motion through meaningful use, but there's really been that primary focus on how providers can exchange data. In meaningful ways. And all of that data exchange is actually within the bounds of HIPAA today. It's the privacy and security regs associated with covered entity to covered entity exchange. There's a lot of wonderful groups out there that are focused on trying to solve that problem. Sequoia and Care Quality, Commonwealth, HL7, the Argonaut Project, a whole bunch of great organizations that are trying to focus and solve the problem of interoperability with that type of exchange. We're focused on a bit different angle, Joe. We really are focused on ways in which consumers can access their health information through third-party applications into the electronic medical record itself. So HIPAA allows for consumers through a third-party app to access their data from one or more than one electronic medical record, and in so doing, all of that data exchange actually occurs outside of the bounds of HIPAA. So what Corinne is focused on, specifically the Corinne Alliance that we have created, is a way in which that data can be exchanged through third-party applications to the consumer in a trusted way. And we're excited about this, Joe, because we believe that this is another form of interoperability. We believe this is another form for where the consumer can play a key role in making decisions for themselves and their family in meaningful ways. We think that the time is right for this to happen this year, and this can really happen in a really grand scale.
1: Ryan, you mentioned many organizations have tried this, and certainly several have failed. Why do you think you can make progress on this now, especially this year?
0: Well, Joe, at the end of 2016, the Cures Act was passed, and through that act, there's a lot of specific information in there about interoperability. There's also some discussion in there about the establishment of a trust framework. And we believe, especially now that we have the High Tech Act and we have MACRA and we have all of the enabling legislation, certainly HIPAA, in place to make this happen. So we think from a policy perspective, we are already there. We have all of that enabling legislation is already in place. We think from a technology perspective why we're really getting excited about this is the idea that we're moving into the world of MU3. And as these MU3 APIs are getting shipped in 2017 by all of the product vendors who have just completed their testing last year, we're excited to be able to be in a world where this data is going to start to flow. And when it does, the thousands upon thousands of health IT vendors out there that have been dying and yearning for this data that's locked up in these EMR systems are finally going to be able to get access to it. What's really unique about this, Joe, is that it's a public-private partnership. And so we're working very closely with the ONC and with OCR. And with other organizations to try to make this happen. And in our conversations, it's important to recognize that HIPAA is an enabling legislation because of the fact that the actual IT application itself can access this information with consumer consent from the EMR, from one or more EMR vendors. And the actual provider themselves has to provide that information to the consumer through the third party app. It's mandated by law. So we think that once these APIs get in place, Joe, and once we can establish the trust framework as part of the current alliance and get some of these enabling forces in place, we think that the data is going to flow in ways that previously hasn't occurred yet. And so we think that this is going to really bolster the market for making these health IT app companies translate this data into information and truly save lives, save money, and be really effective for the healthcare industry overall.
1: Ryan, I think you've given us a lot of great details on this, but tell us specifically, what is the Karen Alliance and what is it doing to help advance the ability for consumers to get access to their medical information?
0: The Karen Alliance was formed last year specifically to address this topic. Our vision is a vision to rapidly advance the ability for consumers And their authorized caregivers to easily get use and share their digital health information when where and how they want to achieve their goals it was organized with a combination of levitt partners david blumenthal who was at the onc david Brayler, who was also at the onc and anish chopra and mike levitt got together along with levitt partners to organize the current alliance and find ways in which we could advance consumer-directed exchange. Around the table, Joe, with us in participating in this is some of the largest healthcare delivery systems in the country. We're excited to be able to organize that group Really, we're having our first board meeting actually later this month. We've had a number of preliminary discussions in the latter half of 2016, so we're excited to announce that once that occurs. But we have more than a dozen organizations right now participating in this, including a number of large technology companies and consumer platform organizations that are participating in this exciting initiative with us. And we're just in the stage now, Joe, of moving into phase two of our membership, which is where we're looking for additional health IT application companies, additional providers, payers, purchasers, consumer groups who are really focused on this issue and want to solve it in a meaningful way. We'd love to have them at the table as well, and so we're excited to be able to reach out to that group through you and through other means to make that happen. The Corinne Alliance is focused on advancing this forward. We want to establish and develop a trust framework for advancing consumer mediated exchange in a meaningful way. We want to provide a technology forum for individual technologists from delivery organizations to be able to share best practices as it relates to the implementation of these MU3 APIs. We have a policy and regulatory component to it, which is primarily looking at the regulatory aspects of 21st century cures and how that could be done in a very private sector-led initiative or a way in which that could occur. And we also have a group that is focused on the movement of value-based care and what is the strategic importance to a provider delivery system, for example, or any covered entity who is looking at getting into this space? What are the meaningful ways in which they could actually get involved and find ways in which they can implement consumer-directed exchange to more effectively move towards value-based care? What's the strategic importance of that? What are the business case principles that need to be followed? So long-winded way of saying, Joe, this is an exciting time. We are the group that is really trying to advance this under our leadership. We want this to happen in meaningful ways, and we're excited
1: to be able to talk to you about it today. Awesome. Tell us who's involved, Ryan. Who's involved in the Care and Alliance?
0: Our core group is a group of large payers and hospital systems. We have specific consumer groups that are really our guiding star around this. We have also, as I mentioned, other purchasers that are also around the table that are interested in this topic, consumer platform companies, digital apps, data aggregators. We have some researchers around the table as well, folks that are involved from the technology perspective on the Sync for Science program, Precision Medicine, and some of the ONC initiatives that were done around interoperability and the medication list project. Last year, we have some infrastructure companies, identity providers, and certifying labs, and certainly our public sector partners too from the various government entities. So it's a diverse group. It's a group that is, again, all committed to the same outcome.
1: And will the Corinne Alliance have any kind of presence at HIMSS this year?
0: We will, Joe. Our presence at HIMSS is going to be part of the HX360 presentation that's going on just across the street. On February 21st, we are going to have a presentation on Corinne, and we certainly would invite anyone that would like to to attend that event. We certainly welcome it. You can learn more at com slash HX360, and certainly you can get the agenda and register for the event there.
1: Awesome. You mentioned how you could get more information on what you're doing at Hims. How about just in general, Ryan? How could people get more information on this great effort that you're involved in?
0: I'd encourage folks to reach out. They could reach out to me, and I can certainly put them in contact with others or certainly try to answer their questions as well. My email address, ryan.howells, H-O-W-E-L-L-S, at levittpartners.com. And I would mention, Joe, just as we finish up here, the Current Alliance is a membership-based collaborative or a membership-based alliance. We obviously need resources to keep the lights on, and we're looking for those members that would like to participate in this and join in this collective effort to find ways to meaningfully solve this problem for the nation.
1: Awesome. I hope you get lots of interest as a result of not only your efforts here with me, but also your efforts at Hims. Ryan. This is such a worthwhile effort. As I sit and think about interoperability, the electronic medical record problem, how we failed with meaningful use to get interoperability, I really think the only way for patients to get a full longitudinal record is by some effort that thinks of the patient as the owner of the data, not health systems or doctors. And I really appreciate and respect what you guys are doing, and I can't wait to keep in touch on a regular basis. So thank you, and congratulations on all the work you've done so far.
0: Well, thank you, Joe. And certainly, a longitudinal health record is on our roadmap to try to tackle because it's meaningful. It's something that needs to be
1: done, and we want to try to get it done. But it's been wonderful talking to you today. Uh, it's so great to have you. Thanks for stopping by. Take care. All right, that wraps this broadcast. On behalf of our guest Ryan Isles, I'm Joe Lavelle, and we'll see you soon on Intrepid Healthcare.